0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Minty's Room, I'm your host Mariam and today I have filmed this intro about 20 times now and I still can't get it right so we're just going to go with this version. (laughs) It is making me consider, uh, maybe I need like a jingle or something to start off each episode because if I have like a little tune playing maybe it'll help me ease into doing the intro, I don't know, we'll see, we'll see. (laughs) Anyway on today's episode I will be keeping the theme of Ramadan because we are entering the last 10 days so this week's episode and next week's episode are both going to be again centered around Islamic topics and then after Ramadan I'm going to be changing up a little bit and bringing some guests onto the podcast because like I said in my intro I have a couple of Uh, friends who I think would be very interesting additions to these episodes and it might be fun to you know have a conversation with someone rather than just me sitting here talking to myself. (laughs) So today's topic is going to be about the idea that everything happens for a reason. It's kind of a complicated topic when you delve into the Islamic aspect of it so I'm going to try and keep it as simple as possible and explain it as well as I can. So to explain the concept of predestination as simply as I possibly can, it's the idea that Allah has written everything that has ever happened and everything that will ever happen. So all events in all of time have already been decided. This is known as qadar in Arabic and people often describe it as, you know, fate or destiny. By itself, the concept of qadar is pretty simple to understand it just gets a little bit complicated when people start talking about free will because as well as believing that Allah has decided everything for us already we also believe that we have complete control over our own actions over our own choices we have complete freedom to make our own mistakes and so there's no way of blaming your own actions on the fact that Allah has already written it for you because at the end of the day we have complete free will to make those choices. Don't worry if that didn't make sense um, because I am going to be giving more examples and discussing it further. So hopefully it should make a bit more sense and by the end of this episode you'll be an expert on the concept of qada. The idea that Allah has decided everything that will happen to you already kind of gives you a bit of comfort because anything bad that happens to you or anything that goes wrong in your life you know now that it happens for a reason there's more meaning behind those things that happen so growing up every time something bad would happen my mom and dad would always put it down to qadda they would say this is qadda this is what allah has decided and you have to accept it basically but with that acceptance comes understanding because you see the bigger picture and you understand more why these bad things could be happening to you to put it simply everything happens for a reason. Now this whole idea of qadar and that phrase everything happens for a reason didn't really have much meaning to me uh, for most of my life growing up like it was just something that we threw around here and there like oh yes it's qadar. Um It didn't really have that much impact. That's mainly because this kind of concept really comes into play when you're going through a hard time. When you're having good times and everything's going well in your life obviously this concept won't really like occur to you you're not going to be having good time and thinking oh yes everything happens for a reason no i feel like this concept really really you know comes to your mind when you're going through a hard time so for example for me this idea of qada and predestination and the phrase everything happens for a reason really came to mind when i was in sixth form and when i was in lockdown in sixth form i was having a difficult time Sort of on and off, I'd say, because of my subjects and also because of a couple of other things. And I knew about Qadar already. It wasn't something that was new to me, but I never thought to apply it to these kind of situations. Yeah, it took me a while to realise that the idea of Qadar can actually be a really good coping mechanism for when bad things happen. Because, you know, people often ask, why is this happening to me? And I feel like it's a very big thing amongst... Uh, you know, non-Muslims or non-religious people, they'll have that question, why is this happening? You know, why are there natural disasters? Why are children dying? Why is this happening to me? Things like that. And they don't have an answer to that question, whereas we do. Our answer is that Allah has decided it will happen and that there is a reason that Allah has decided it for us and at the end of the day, his decision is what's best. And so that concept, that answer to the question is such a good explanation for when something bad happens to you and so it becomes a really good coping mechanism as well. You can definitely use that idea to get over things that happen to you, to get over losses, um, accidents, rejection. Just a side note here, it has absolutely nothing to do with what I'm talking about right now. But if you can hear children screaming in the background, I do apologise. I live opposite a primary school. And those kids do not shut up. I, I swear, they are so loud. It might be that you can't hear them at all. And honestly, I've made this mistake before where I've given a huge disclaimer about how you can probably hear kids screaming. It was in an interview. I said to the interviewer, I'm sorry if you can hear kids screaming in the background. I promise I don't have kids in my basement. There's just a primary school opposite my house. And oh my God, the look that the interviewer gave me. huh? I'll never forget it, that joke fell so flat, and he was judging me so hard, and yes, you're right, I did not get that job, (laughs) but hey, everything happens for a reason, I was not destined to get that job, so I didn't get it, but yeah, going back to what I was saying, me personally, whenever something bad happens, whether it's big or small, like, you know, missing a bus, or getting rejected by a job, I instantly think of all the reasons that could have happened, um, I instantly think of Allah's bigger plan and why he might have made those things happen. So for example, maybe I missed the bus because I would have ended up sitting next to some racist guy who would have harassed me for an hour straight and Allah was saving me from that. Or maybe I got rejected from a job because I would have hated it and it would have been really difficult and Allah was saving me from that. These little things, these little reasonings make it so much easier to go through your life because every time something happens whether it's the tiniest inconvenience or a really huge accident you can instantly think of a bunch of reasons why this might have happened and why Allah might have decided this for you and honestly it's really comforting but I would like to say huge disclaimer this does not mean that your actions happen because Allah has decided them because that is not what it is you cannot blame things that you do on predestination so the things that happen to you obviously are decided but your reactions to those things your actions are your choice in those moments um whether it's something bad has happened to you or you're given a choice something is tempting you and you have to decide what to do Your choices determine what kind of person you are. And at the end of the day, that's what the test is, isn't it? That's what the test of life is. So to clear that up, you can never blame your actions or choices that you have made on predestination. You probably now understand what I meant when I said that predestination is kind of a complicated topic uh, to discuss because it's just the whole thing of the arguing predestination against free will. Um, but hopefully you understand fully that your own choices are your choice. You have the free will to act however you wish to act, and you have the free will to decide what kind of person you want to be, so make sure you are making the right choices in those situations. To make it even more complicated, I'm gonna talk about Rizik a little bit because I feel like it definitely ties into this topic really well. If you don't know what Rizuk is, the literal translation of it I think is sustenance. And it's the idea that everything that is meant for you will come to you one way or another. So if you are meant to buy a house, if you are meant to buy a car, if you are meant to get this job, then you will definitely get it. However, the way that you get it is up to you. So say for example, there's a house on this street and that house, Allah has already decided, is going to be for you. You are gonna have that house in 10 years time. How you end up getting that house the choices you make to get that house is up to you. And when I say that, I mean, you know, battling the halal and haram choices here. Obviously this ties into the whole like mortgage thing. (laughs) I'm really going off on a tangent here, but it ties into the whole mortgage thing and you know, making those halal choices. Because at the end of the day, if that house is meant for you, you will get it because Allah has already written that you will get that house. However, it's up to you whether you want to get that house on halal terms or haram terms. You know, Allah has already decided how much money you're going to earn in your life. How you decide to earn that money is up to you. So I'm going to do my best to summarize that idea as simply as I can. Because of predestination and rizq, Allah has already decided what's going to happen to you and what you're going to receive in your life. He's already decided that you're going to be rejected from this job and that job. And he's already decided that you are going to get a different job instead. He's already decided that you're not going to be able to afford that car but he has decided that you're going to be able to get a different car instead. Now the path to those things that he has decided for you, it's all up to you. The way that you decide to earn your money, the way that you decide to go about applying for jobs, the way that you decide to go about buying a house or a car, it's all up to you. And as we all know, this life is a test. The purpose of this life is literally to test our choices. And so these choices that you make to get those things that are meant for you are very big and important part of the test and just make sure, just double check when you decide to do these things. Is it the right thing to do to get this thing that I want? That sounds very complicated. I'm so sorry. Hopefully with those examples of like cars and houses and jobs, I've made it a little bit simpler Um they are kind of complex topics. Um, And I don't know why I decided to talk about them, but it's too late, we're already already nearly done, so. (laughs) This is all about understanding Allah's choices and being able to come to terms with the fact that bad things happen to you and they are going to continue to happen to you, but they happen for a reason. The role that you have to play in this is your reaction to these things that happen to you. What's your mindset when these bad things happen? What are your choices, what are your actions? These all determine what kind of person you are and what kind of Muslim you are. When you are faced with these things that happen to you, when you're faced with these uh, mistakes, rejections, temptations, all of these things. The way that you react to them decides what kind of Muslim you are. I think this is definitely not your typical Ramadan topic. It's not something that people really talk about during Ramadan. Um... But I think Ramadan is a very important time to build these kind of mindsets and to build this kind of understanding because these ideas are essentially like the building blocks of Islam and um, we definitely all know that Allah has written everything for us already. But how do we apply this to our lives? It's through having these mindsets. While Ramadan is definitely a time for reading Quran and giving to charity, it's equally a time for building these kind of mindsets and concepts because Islam is definitely a thinking religion there's a lot of concepts and ideas and thoughts to be had as a Muslim and having this kind of mindset and this understanding that everything happens for a reason is fundamental as a Muslim uh I think it's so important and like I said it's comforting as well it really does help you get through life um and yeah (laughs) I'm not going to lie, I think I bit off way more than I can chew with this episode. I really struggled to explain these concepts in a simple way because I just about understand them, let alone talk about them for 10 minutes. But here we are anyway, we've made it to the end. If you made it this far, thank you so much. I really hope you learned something today. I hope you understood everything I talked about and I hope you can apply these concepts to your life. As always, I would appreciate it if you have any feedback for me. You can find me on Twitter at Minty's Room or you can email me Room at gmail.com. I would also very much appreciate it if you follow me on whatever platform you're listening to me on, um, just so that you can be notified every time I post and it helps me out as well. Inshallah, I'll be back with another episode this time next week, so make sure you stay tuned for that. In the meantime, I hope you have an amazing last 10 days of Ramadan. I hope it's beneficial for you and you get a lot out of it. Take care and I'll see you in the next one. Asalaamu Alaikum and goodbye.